You're listening to Art City Now. Welcome, my friends, to Art City Now, the podcast which looks at the state of the art scene in different cities in its current form. I'm your host, Troy Ramos. We are now in our fourth of five episodes on our series on Battle Creek, Michigan, a small city in the Midwest of America, the once serial queen of the world, and now a place full of potential artistic discoveries. In this fourth episode, we will return to the visual arts world by taking a look at the two biggest arts festivals in the city by far, Art Walk and Color the Creek. Art Walk is a one-night arts festival downtown happening in the spring and fall, drawing big numbers. And Color the Creek is an annual street art festival that takes place over one week each fall. This episode, we've got more in-depth conversations with our guests, talking with Art House 43's outreach coordinator, Santos Ramos, about the visitor experience at Art Walk. And we'll also talk with Color the Creek founder, Justin Andert. So, let's get number four of five started. This is Battle Creek, episode four, Art Walk and Color the Creek, now on Art City Now. Art City Now is a production of Art House 43 and is made possible in part by the Battle Creek Community Foundation with the mission to promote giving, build endowment, and provide leadership to improve quality of life, creating a way for people of all means to give back to their communities since 1974. And by Meyer, committed to strengthening the communities they serve since 1934. By the Art Center at Battle Creek, since 1948 devoted to providing the community with arts and culture. And from support by our generous donors on our GoFundMe campaign, your support, as always, means everything. Art Walk always takes place in downtown Battle Creek, and artists and businesses collaborate to showcase works for one night usually with both the artists and the businesses being on display, so to speak. Sometimes artists do have more uh, secluded spots, of course. On average, it's maybe about 40 to 50 artists working in 40 to 50 venues or businesses. Art Walk actually started as two different events, Fall into the Arts, which began around 2005, and Spring into the Arts, starting the following year. It is still known under all three titles, Fall into the Arts, Spring into the Arts, and Art Walk. The event is now run by the Battle Creek Area Chamber of Commerce, who once they took over a few years ago, added a public vote category where attendees can vote for their favorite works and the winners would receive art prizes of thousands of dollars. Santos Ramos is the outreach coordinator here at Art House 43 and a big supporter of Art Walk, so we thought it would be interesting to hear from the visitor's perspective of the event, how it goes each year and where it might go in the future. So, as someone who's been to fall into the arts and spring into the arts what what is what is have your experiences been like well i've been away uh, for a, a few years so i haven't been i probably went a couple years ago and then before that i went a few times like back in the earlier into the 2000s i don't know the exact years but every time i've been there's been a good number of people and so i almost wonder if we should do them a little bit more often because if we have fall and spring, you know, that's twice a year. I know you don't want to spread yourself too thin and like then it gets watered down and there aren't as many people every time. But over the summer or something, you know, I mean, because pretty much six months out of the year, it's, you can't do anything outside. So 
Yeah. As well, have like one or two over the summer or something too. Yeah. Sweat arts. Sweat into the arts. I don't know what you call that, but. Sweat lodge into the arts. Yeah, I was. Uh, uh, I actually ran into someone um, at the Fall into the Arts 2019 just a couple of weeks ago, and they were, we were talking about how that is one of those evenings where Battle Creek seems to be at its best, where you feel like everyone's supporting the community, everyone's involved, everyone's actually out doing something. And we were saying, this person and I were saying, um, that we wish that there were more things like that every month that. The other cities nearby were maybe successful uh, because they had things every month. They would, it didn't matter really what it was. They could have a beer festival. They could have a, a sledding festival. Anything. But for for fall into the arts here, it and spring into the arts, they're clearly very popular. And maybe having more of those events, like you said, it would be a good idea. I it always sneaks up on me. Like I've been living in Michigan in other cities. Um, and I always want to go back for them, but they just kind of sneak up on me. And it's, you know, it's twice a year, like you're saying. So, yeah, if they were at least once a month, I mean, that's what a lot of cities do. It's like for Fridays or something like that. Yeah. Then it's happening, you know, and you can kind of plan. But it always kind of just jumps out out of <laughs> from out of nowhere, you know. And, like, how do you – I don't even know if there's a specific date that they do it every year or, like – but even if it was twice a year, it's hard to remember. Um, but then also as like when I was an artist or I guess I don't really do art, but music living in the city, kind of the same thing. Like I, I wanted to do something at it, but it would just kind of, you know, it was so infrequent that if it was more often, I probably would have actually gone more when I was living there. And I would probably go more often, you know, now that I'm living in Grand Rapids too, but it's just, you know, it's kind of hard to plan around sometimes. Other cities quite often have what you mentioned, the first Thursdays, first Fridays in Portland, Oregon. They did that first Thursdays um, in other cities. They have that. That could be a good format to follow where you have something every month, an art walk where you have people showing work, uh, people experiencing the downtown, experiencing uh other people in the city, in the area, uh, using art as sort of a catalyst. Yeah, why not? Uh, yeah, and then it's like spring into the arts marks the beginning and fall into the arts maybe marks the end of that. Like you do it once every month from, you know, within that sort of frame. And then the winter, everybody just stays inside and gets sad. and then <laughs> Creates art. Everybody to make more art after that. So. <laughs> well, it's it's interesting that the, the, the name of the festival is, is known as three things spring into the arts fall into the arts and art walk which you see art walk on the posters now maybe that's something uh that uh implies there could be a monthly event then if it's art walk and not necessarily just spring or fall or summer or winter into the arts although that would be good too yeah well that's true it would kind of kill like the name which is pretty effective i think but you know it's worth it if uh we can get people i mean people go so you know why not why not do it more i don't know then maybe they're i don't even know exactly who puts it on but like maybe there's a lack of uh maybe they don't have enough like labor power to organize it or enough funding yeah i think the chamber puts it on i think that's who does it um so i think they took over doing it at least in the last few years well that might be a good project for somebody to to take up then to 
you know, take lead in making sure that it happens once a month because the framework's there. And it does seem to be popular. I mean, that is one time where you see hundreds or maybe even a thousand or 2000 people coming out downtown that evening. I think let, let the for the fall into the arts this year, uh, um, it was was one of the few times I remember seeing the restaurants being packed, and not just you know the the sort of the staples downtown, but Barista Blues and other restaurants actually full, completely full, and you, having people walk around, people on the street. It's it's one of those things that gives you uh, an insight into the way things should be. I think. Yeah. And I think the more often you do it, um, the more, the greater diversity of kind of work you'll see too, because I mean, it really kind of brings together a lot of different kinds of art because it's not just the, you know, visual art. There's musicians around. You did video that one time. There's been some other people who've done that. But if, again, if it's like twice a year, when I go someplace and I, and I think like, Oh, maybe I'll, you know, maybe I'll do something for this next time, but then you have to wait like six months. But if it was every month, you know, then you kind of think about new kinds of ideas and people would probably try different things out. And the idea with it is that it would hopefully get better and build as opposed to kind of thinning out. So why not, why not take a shot at least and, and like build on the momentum, especially with all the, the developments that are coming up in the spring downtown it seems like it'd be a good time to do it. You know, the businesses would, I'm assuming that they would really love it. I don't know. Color of the Creek is Battle Creek's and Southwest Michigan's first ever street art festival. It started three years ago and resulted in over 20 fantastic murals and walls across the city. Some of the artists are from the area like Giselle Pugue and Bonus Saves. Many of them are also big name artists from across the country like Syntex of Detroit, Like One of Chicago, Tubbs of Chicago, and Remote of Miami. We talked with founder and organizer of Color of the Creek, Justin Andert, asking him for his motivation for starting the festival, which has blown up. So what was the initial idea behind starting Call of the Creek and what, what made you want to set it up? Yeah, so I uh, had spent quite a bit of time in big cities, uh, either traveling or I lived up in Minneapolis and they had a pretty thriving art scene up there. But just seeing the public art in other cities and the way people interacted with it and the positivity around it um, really intrigued me. And I had come back to Battle Creek to... Um, kind of see if I could dip my toes in the creative waters um, after some mind-numbing employment careers that I had been going down. So, um, yeah, I really just was trying to think of ways that maybe I could, yeah, express some creativity or better Battle Creek in some way. And um, I was doing a photo shoot in front of a decrepit-looking wall in our downtown um, and after I got done using it for the background that it had, I couldn't get out of my head. I was like, you know, a really, really bad wall shouldn't be facing the main road in our downtown that thousands of people drive by every day. And so I 
kind of got it stuck in my head that I was like, you know, a mural, a really cool mural would be amazing right there. And so I just kind of decided I wanted to see a mural get made there. And I learned what it would take to do that and talked to a local foundation about how to apply for a grant to see if that was an avenue to get that done. And then in the process of that, I kind of thought it might be cool to try and do more of like an event where um, this idea of kind of inundating the city with all this new color and things happening uh, on these public spaces all in one time. And so I did a little trial run the first year in 2016 where we just had a few made in our downtown area. And it was, um, it went pretty well and people seemed to really react. And the prime one was that original wall that I was um, hoping to get a mural made on. Um, ended up being kind of the centerpiece of that event and really an impacting tribute to Sojourner Truth, who has a lot of history in Battle Creek. And so that ended up kind of, I think, sparking something bigger. And so then, yeah, the next year we expanded to like seven new murals and um, brought in artists from New York and uh, Chicago, Detroit, um, and really tried to not only create this new public artwork, but have it be this higher level of quality that's going to impact people in a different way. And so it just kind of steamrolled and grew from there. And then uh, last year we ended up making 14 in the span of a week in uh, August of 2018. And so now we actually have seen, overseen 24 murals in Battle Creek um, since the start of that project. That's a lot. I mean, that adds up Yeah. quickly. Yeah, for sure. It's kind of hard to drive around anywhere and not see one now. Um, and we're really kind of trying to be strategic to kind of make little clusters of them in different areas of town and um, try to have some, uh, try to keep them on major thoroughfare roadways so that, you know, a lot more people will be able to see them in their day-to-day lives. It would almost be impossible, it seems like, to think that someone in Battle Creek hasn't seen one of those murals, even if they don't know what it is. They must have. They must have seen something. Yeah, for sure, and I think that's uh, been the case. And you know, it's a pretty grassroots thing. It's really just me, essentially, uh, behind the project. But then I have a couple um, artists, uh, students, or friends that are have been very helpful in helping accomplish a lot of this work as well. But, uh, you know, these mural festivals are kind of popping up all over the country in big cities, but this is the only one I really knew of in a smaller city. And, um, and so, you know, some of those places have these established art entities that are, have worldwide acclaim or they have a lot of money behind them, things like that. So I think this is pretty unique to have it in Battle Creek and it seems to only be growing, and the support seems to be really on the upswing as well. So I think, uh, but yeah, the communication of the fact that this is something bigger is a slow process in Battle Creek because communication's tough here because we don't really have a main media source. We have a couple newspapers, but they're kind of, one is, you know, more of a hard news newspaper but they're really lacking in funding and things like that so it's really a watered down version of what it used to be 
Um, so a lot of people don't really even reference it anymore. And then we have a weekly paper that is uh, the Battle Creek Shopper that is actually really cool and unique um, because it does get delivered to every doorstep in Battle Creek, whether you want it to or not, every Thursday. And so that is a pretty cool thing to have still happening here. But the type of coverage they give is not you know, this hard-nosed journalism or anything like that. It's more announcements and other positive things happening in the community, um, which is important. But communicating this new idea is kind of hard to a uh, community of people that, A, aren't used to artistic things happening uh, regularly, and then, B, not having this concentrated source of knowledge where they're getting things explained to them in a thorough way and things like that. So. So uh, you mentioned the first year was sort of an experiment. You had a handful of murals put up. And then you, by the third year, this past summer, or this past fall, you had almost 14, something like that. And you mm -hmm. got 24. How Are those the biggest changes you, th you think over the course, the number of murals? Uh, are there other significant changes you've seen over the course of those three years? Yeah, I just... Uh... You know, this year we were really able to bring in a wide variety of artists that all had different styles, or um, I really was hoping to bring in a very diverse crowd of artists and subject matters within the murals so that we're representing and celebrating the diverse culture in Battle Creek as well, because I think that kind of gets swept under the rug as, um, in terms of mainstream communications. So that was important to me. So, yeah, I mean, we had... Um, some pretty awesome artists that came in from Chicago. Um, we had um, an artist named Tubbs who does calligraphy style work that um, has really grown and he's gotten a lot of acclaim um, in the art world. And we we're lucky enough to have him come and do a piece that was over three stories in our uh, right in our downtown and had a really inspiring message behind it. And so that I think has been one of the bigger. Um, physically the bigger piece but then also um, I think to me one of the more special ones as well to have that right downtown and have um, you know someone that is respected in uh, the art world in that way and, and then also have their artwork on display in Battle Creek for everyone to see is pretty special for the citizens here uh, and then we also had artists from other places uh, come in that also had their own uh, unique backgrounds and styles that all really had really cool impacting pieces as well. So, so what about the future? What, what sort of uh, things do you have in mind for next year's event and beyond? Yeah. I mean, they're it's just kind of continuing with what you're doing, which seems to be growing. Yeah. You know, I'd like to kind of um, expand a little bit. I, I love murals and I know that is kind of the centerpiece of this project, but um, in my brain, I really have kind of come around to more uh, even just the other aspects of public art. So not just uh, painting, but sculpture or um, 
installations, things like that. So I think uh, I might try to add those types of aspects to give people an added, uh, you know, experience to what this uh, event really is and uh, what this project can do to change the visual landscape of Battle Creek. And because I think, you know, there's, it's a small, struggling blue collar town. So to have, um, these beautiful things or these really interesting things all over the city, I think is a good way to change people's perceptions of what the city really is. Yeah. I think pu public arts projects like sculpture in particular is, is seems like a pretty good idea for any city trying to, to increase the aesthetic value of it. Mm -hmm. Definitely. And, um, uh, yeah, I mean, there's been statistics that prove, um, you know, public art, has a lot of different benefits, but, uh, I mean, even safety, uh, like people don't really apparently want to commit crimes in front of artwork. Cause of, uh, so there's some things there, but then, yeah, just, uh, and not, I, I like the idea of really thinking outside the box and expanding what public space can be. And that, you know, these are things, um, we're all citizens of planet earth. And so to have, um, you kind of live and die by these rules and laws that people set, but you know, at the end of the day, this is our planet and we can kind of choose what we see <laughs> in our lives. So I think it's important to not only change it for people, but then also for the institutions that might not be thinking of that or be thinking that every piece of land needs to have some kind of monetary value to it. Um, there's other ways to value things. So, yeah, I think that's why a lot of people get behind color of the Creek is because it's the idea of the uh, artists and people creating a landscape that they want, not necessarily something like you said, is monetary that's going to bring in, uh, you know, like a parking lot or a, a, a Wendy's or whatever. It might mm -hmm. be. But this is sort of something that contributes to the strengthening of arts culture. Exactly. Um, but yeah, so I, um, I think you will definitely see an expansion of more murals and, um, I'm kind of tinkering with the idea of, uh, instead of, cause how we've been formatting it is it's all been done in a one week span. And what I might kind of tinker with is an idea of having maybe a whole summer of public art. And so maybe have these mirrorless come in. Um, one at a time or a few at a time that maybe they're sprucing up a specific area of the city at one in one weekend and then and, um, another week we're going to another section with new artists and whatnot um, and then that way we can maybe have a bigger impact throughout the summer and a longer time than just a one-week span so obviously when the artwork's done people get to see it forever but um, or for as long as it lasts but um, the impact of having it created and the energy that that creates, I think it'd be worth spreading out a bit. Back in 2015, Justin and I went to an art opening in Detroit of one of the world's most famous street artists, Shepard Ferry. This event was hosted by the Library Street Collective, and they're one of the many Detroit-based entities putting on interesting street art events, like Easter Market and their now famous Murals in the Market. These events influenced me, and I'm sure they had some effect on Justin as well, particularly the vibe we experienced at Shepard Ferry's opening. 
The energy levels are always heightened when the artists, especially the big names, are actually there too, like Ferry was. And Justin and I walking uh, in the alley known as The Belt behind the Library Street Collective's gallery and seeing Shepard Ferry in a pop-up DJ booth spinning records to an exponentially growing crowd. In thinking about finding the right artist at the right time, at the right art event, creating the right energy, I asked Justin if there were any big artists on his radar for future Color of the Creek festivals. Are there artists that you have in mind for um, future Color of the Creeks that you'd like to get, like, you know, that, you, that you'd love to get if you could? Yeah, um, you know, there's a lot of amazing artists in the world, and um, I've been really intrigued by um, some street artists that are kind of street artists that mix fine art into their artwork. And, you know, there's one artist particularly, her name is, uh, she goes by human, but it's H-U-E, like um man. And her pieces are just really riveting she uses color and um you know she it's kind of abstract color but you know there's just components to it that just really evoke this strong emotional um, sensation when you see it and um so i had the privilege of seeing some of her work in person and um, i think detroit has a piece um so she's someone that is kind of on my bucket list and then um i don't know i yes i guess i don't really have a list I kind of usually just use, use like online social media kind of things to find new artists or different artists that are doing things and I've been trying to kind of choose people that I think in some way would uh, connect with the people here um, but yeah I guess uh, there's always some of the bigger names there are obviously some people that have a large reputation that precedes them and um, I'm sure they would be able to create some work that would be really cool. Um, but yeah, I've kind of been really thinking more on these sculptures and installations. And so I've kind of been researching that a bit more uh, in terms of really something that might be uh, really impacting next year. City Now is produced by ArtHouse 43, an arts organization dedicated to connecting the arts and communities. For more information and to pledge your support, please visit arthouse43.com. Well, thank you so much for joining us on Art City Now. We look forward to seeing you on the next episode as we continue our series on Battle Creek. Remember that you can support us by going to arthouse43.com and clicking on support. We cannot expect programs like this to continue if we continue to listen for free. If we value something, we need to ensure it has financial support too. If we say that information is free, then we're saying that in the information age, everyone is worthless. There is no such thing as free information, so please show us how much you value our work by going to arthouse43.com and clicking on support. And please also support us by sharing these episodes and by following us on all social media at arthouse43. All right, friends, we will see you on the next episode. Thank you for listening, and goodbye for now. Art City Now!